everybody, welcome back to the Anime 7 Newscast. This is your favorite host of the most, Sam the Bomb. And it is June 5th. Can't believe we're in June already. Man. I say that every newscast. I'm like, can't believe we're already here, guys. Ah. But no, it's the first newscast of June, so pretty exciting. Also, happy Pride Month to all my um, fellow uh, LGBTQ people and uh, allies who celebrate. I, um, you know... Or, you know, even if you are an ally and don't celebrate, who cares? You know, happy Pride to you, too. I know there are a lot of LGBTQ people who also don't celebrate it. Just not because they don't want to or because... Or maybe they don't. You know, that's okay, too. Uh, you know, they feel the pride enough in their... In their... In their chest, you know, without having to celebrate it. And that's okay, too. Uh, that's okay. But anyways, to, uh, whether you celebrate it or not, happy Pride. You know, I think most of you know... It's not really a secret that I'm a trans woman and I'm queer and I'm in a queer relationship. And yeah, dude, I have fun being my authentic self. And I would, I would, you know, tell anyone out there that if you're questioning things or feeling a certain way, maybe you feel like you are part of the community you know, you feel something inside you that you can't quite explain, that you don't really have control over, and you just feel a certain way about something, you know, don't force it, you know, you don't have to get therapy, you know, maybe therapy will help talk you through it, but you don't have to, you know what I mean, there's nothing wrong with you, you know what I mean, um, you know, nurture it and just think about it, you know, and think about it when you have time to think about it. And think about it when you want to think about it. Don't force anything. Don't think, oh, just because everyone's got rainbow flags everywhere and this and that or whatever, that you have to be, you know, whatever. Being out of the closet is a big thing. And, um, you know, you don't have to force your way out. You know what I mean? So be nice to yourself. Just listen to this newscast and podcast. Watch anime. Have fun. And if you, if you think... Man, maybe I am LGBTQ, and I am I I I want I do I want to do this and do that. Just think, oh well, Sam did it, and she's okay, cause I am. I'm good, and I'm happy being me. Um, I have a lot of like support and love, and friends who love me, and family who who takes care of me and respects who I am. So it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. The most important thing is you be nice to yourself. So. Yeah. Um, so happy Pride Month, man. And uh, for those of you who want to learn more about LGBTQ people and where Pride Month started, I will just direct you to read about something called the Stonewall Riots. And that's all you need to know. Well, that's not all you need to know, but that's what you do need to know to know where it came from. So please do so. That being said... Uh, I'm feeling not any more extra gay than I was last month. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm here to do the newscast. So that's what's important. I got some video game news, and I got mostly anime news, but I got some video game news in here as well. A lot of exciting things in the video game world that we got. You know, a lot of... I'm kind of having fun doing the newscast this way. Um, A lot of the news about, like, TV and movies and stuff is literally just, like... Um, you know, like, like last week I talked about the Speed Racer thing, the J.J. Abrams Speed Racer TV series. 
I mean, the reason I brought that up is because the movie that the Wachowskis did was already good. You know what I mean? And I just had to get that out there. It's one of the best. It's the best. Probably the only, one of the only, you know, the best anime adaptations, Hollywood adaptations ever. And it doesn't need another TV series because the Wachowskis did it so well that it was fine the way it was, in my opinion. Um, but you know, um, you know, a lot of movie news and TV news out there. A lot of it's just like Marvel, DC, and Star Wars stuff now. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. That could also just be me not being into movies as much as I used to be. But, like, I feel like all the other movies out there that are not that stuff that I would, like, con- want to convince people that are good, you know, it's just, like, I think people will, well, the people who already want to watch that stuff are already going to watch it. So, <clears throat> I will say this, uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, I think, comes out on Amazon Prime and Apple TV this week, Apple TV streaming this week, and I'm really excited to watch that, so I definitely will be watching that, um, Michelle Yeoh, and... Uh, I for, I feel so disrespectful and forgetting his name, but uh, his last name is Tran, uh, Koi, Koi Tran I think his name is. He played like short round in Indiana Jones and Data and Goonies, and then he left acting because, you know, he was like Hollywood sucks for Asian people, and then came back to acting for this movie after seeing Crazy Rich Asians, which is a sweet fucking thing, and he's in that movie as well. And also a lot of the choreo, the choreograph of the martial arts and stunts in it are done by Marshall Club, one of my favorite stunt teams ever. They had a YouTube channel and they have a YouTube channel and I, I subbed to that YouTube channel years ago because of like the little demo things they were doing and like just little short films they were making was so cool. You know, I was just like, man, this is awesome. Like these guys are, these guys are awesome and they're going to go somewhere and they are, they, they are going somewhere. They did. They did the one of the guys in the stunt team was one of the villains in Shang Chi, and they choreoed everyone everywhere all at once. They choreoed uh, another movie called Paper Tigers, which I believe was on Netflix. Um, so good. Anyway, yeah. So that's kind of why I'm kind of happy doing the newscast the way I've been doing it, because again, a lot of the movies and stuff like that is and TV stuff is just uh, Disney plus Star Wars things and. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I won't do that justice well enough for the people who want to hear about that stuff. Um, and I keep bringing up things only I like, and that's not fair to you guys as viewers. Like I am not, I feel like, um, the kind of like movie critic or TV critic or things like that, or news things I want to hear from are the people who will sit down and watch all of that stuff. And I'm just not doing that. And I I feel like I could find better podcasts or newscasts who would do that better than I would. So that being said, I still will talk about certain movies here and there that I think will I'll find really exciting and mention them on the news, just because I feel like like oh man the people on I know the listeners and the people on on our Discord are gonna think this is cool, so I'll still report on it. You know, and again, if I ever skip something on purpose or miss something accidentally and you want me to say something on it or report on it, I totally will. That's no problem at all. Of course I will. So you tell me to do it and I'll do it, okay, on the newscast if you want me to. That being said, let's just jump into it, okay? Um, Kakegurui Twin anime trailer reveals more cast and staff. Netflix debuted the first trailer for Kakegurui Twin. Um, 
the uh, anime of the Kakegurui Twins manga, which is a spinoff of Kakegurui. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, a year before Yumiko Jibami graced the hollowed halls of Hyako Private Academy, Mary Saotome got her own start at the gambling, gambling addicted school. Can this normal girl achieve her own racks to riches story with wits and luck? Find out in this prequel on the mega mega popular Kakegurui Twin. Yeah, so this is it takes it's about Mary takes place a year. I think we talked about this on the newscast like forever ago when the 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 original seasons were going good or whatever, and then the manga mangaka did a spin off of it or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's a year before Yumiko Jibami shows up. Uh, Protect Me Shugamaru manga ends in Shonen Jump. This year's 27th issue of Weekly Shonen Jump magazine published the final chapter on Monday of Daiki Ihara's Protect Me Shugamaru. Uh, Shueisha will publish the manga's third and final volume on August 4th. Um, yeah, a lot of mangas ending in Jump Comics, which means we're getting a lot of new ones, which we will mention later on in the newscast. Uh, Hidetaka Tenjin, to attend Comic-Con, enters publishing collaboration with Udon Entertainment. Um, illustrator Hidetaka Tenjin uh, will be at Comic-Con in San Diego from July 20th to 24th. Um, he's an illustrator and mecha artist and mecha designer for Macross Zero, Aquarion, uh, Helsing Ultimate, Macross Frontier, and he drafted mecha design and mechanical art for some Gundam and spaceship battle, space battleship Yamato stuff. So that is really cool. He's also a VA. He plays Garenu and Hunter Hunter and Raphael Banderas and Guard of the Animation, which is super dope. Um, he recently worked on Lashawn Thomas's Yasuke anime, which he did the mechanical design for, which is sick. So, yeah, very cool. He's going to be at Comic-Con in July in San Diego Comic-Con. Spy Family and Death Note Short Stories rank on NYT bestseller list. I cannot imagine why. <laughs> but yeah, Spy Family is sick. I love it. Um, let's see. I believe we we'll skip over that. That was last week. Um, yeah, new Hibike Euphonium, Sound Euphonium anime about Kumiko's third year to air in 2024 with an ensemble contest arc in 2023 so we're getting two hibike euphonium animes one about the contest arc in 2023 and then in 2024 about kumiko's third year so yeah i really gotta hop on this anime i heard it's really good and i've seen parts of it i think i started it and kind of forgot about it back then when you know when we first started the podcast um but i did like liz and the bluebird a lot and I know that's kind of that takes place like during it or something like that. I don't remember, but yeah, I did like listen to Bluebird a lot. Um, but yeah, Kyoani, dude, base Kyoani. Engage Kiss comedy anime post second video, ending in theme song. This is going to be a summer anime. Um, not really sure what this is about. I don't remember. Have we ever mentioned this before? I like the main girl. She looks cute. She got the pink hair. Oh yeah, we know we did. We mentioned this one. We mentioned this one. Uh, uh, par- private military companies. And then this guy is like broke. And he runs into a demon girl named Kisara. And then the guy's main girlfriend also works at a PMC or a private military company. 
and it's like a love becomes a love triangle kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be like a rom-com action show or action show with rom-com crap in it or something, but it's supposed to be funny and actiony and fighting crazy demons and some shit. I don't know, but it looks, it looks cute. I like the character designs kind of looks very anime-ish, kind of typical anime-ish. Like you show this to somebody and they're like, oh, that's an anime, you know, pink demon girl with a big sword, a nun who knows how to fucking martial arts fucking roundhouse bitches another more serious blue girl blue haired girl with you know a military outfit and a gun and main mc guy with short but longish kirito fucking hair who's kind of like i don't know what i'm doing even though i know exactly what i'm doing uh which is hilarious uh but yeah you know it looks very anime but like it looks uh looks fun um sega reveals the mega drive mini 2 with 50 plus games. So this is uh, a new Sega Mini. But it's the Sega Mini 2. Um, the console will include more than 50 games. Including Sega CD titles. The company revealed the first 11 titles that will be playable. Sylph Heed. Shining Force CD. Sonic the Hedgehog CD. Yumei Miyakata no Managatsuri Mansion of Hidden Souls. Paparu Mail. Popful Mail. Magical Fantasy Adventure. Uh, Virtual Racing, Bonanza Brothers, Shining in the Darkness, uh, Thunder Force 4, Magical Tarurutokun, and Fantasy Zone, a bonus title that was never released for the Mega Drive. And it'll be 80 bucks, 84 bucks. Um, yeah, dude, very cool. I'm very excited for that. So hopefully that comes to uh, North America. That'd be sweet. Ayakashi Triangle premieres in 2023. Uh, teenager Kazumaki Matsuri has long been part of an elite force of ninja exorcists tasked with fighting malicious Ayakashi spirits who threaten Japan, especially those after his childhood friend, the spirit medium Kanade Suzu. He fiercely protects her and his relationship with her blooms from friendship into something more. A powerful cat Ayakashi vows to get between the lovebirds by casting a forbidden spell that turns Matsuri into a woman with no apparent way to undo the spell. Matsuri must continue battling Ayakashi and go back to school in this new feminine body until he can find a way to turn back. Oh, okay. Uh, that could be funny, I think. Um, you know, maybe the girlfriend is straight and she's not attracted to women. Or maybe she, the guy turns into a woman and he, she's like, Ooh, I mean, I am into women. You never know. Could go both ways, like a bisexual. Anyway, uh, dude, we got a lot of cool, so, like, uh, the PlayStation state of play happened. We got a new trailer for Final Fantasy 16, um, and we, we knew, we knew this before, that the new Final Fantasy game would take place in the I, uh, Ivalis universe. Um, for those of you who don't know what Ivalis is, it is, like, um, uh, a universe in a world... Um, that is its own, like, thing in the Final Fantasy universe. So, like, so like Final Fantasy VII and VIII, right, those do not take place in the Ivalis timeline or in the Ivalis universe. It's a different... Those are different things. Uh, even, I would go as far as to say, is even, like, pretty much most games don't. So the games that do are, like, Final Fantasy Tactics, 
Final Fantasy twelve. Um, I think even the second Tactics does. I think or I could I could be mad wrong. The Tactics Advance. Uh, I might be wrong though. One hundred percent wrong on that one, but I'm, I don't remember. I know the first Tactics says though. First Tactics Final Fantasy twelve. Um, and I think another one did as well. I don't remember, but um, the, there's those take place in the Ivalis universe. Oh, fourteen does. Final Fantasy fourteen takes place in Ivalis, I believe. In eleven, I think eleven does as well. Um, but yeah, the 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 Ivalis is like a is the name of like the continent, I believe. Uh, that is like where these Final Fantasy stories take place. So this game, I think it's pretty clear that this game takes place like in the very early days of Ivalis, in which they are like in which like. The icons is what they call them. E A E I K O N. Icons uh, take like are how they're born and how they first came to be like these really big entities <clears throat> in the Final Fantasy universe. And they're like you know so it's like Odin, Ifrit, and uh, Phoenix, Bahamut, all them. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, really fucking cool. That looks really exciting. Um, then we got a trailer for Resident Evil 4 Remake using the same engine that they used, uh, the proprietary re-engine, um, and it will have a reimagined storyline as opposed to its uh, predecessor. Um, but yeah, I Resident Evil 4 was the first like Resident Evil game that I played like all the way through. Um, really cool. I, I it's such a fun game. It was a really cool story. You know, um, they they've ported and reported the original RE4 so many times just because how fun and popular it was. So, so yeah, very excited for that. Um, and then uh, I will say that to the end. Studio Piro launches YouTube channel for classic anime streaming. Studio Piro launched an official YouTube channel on Wednesday for streaming classic anime titles for a limited time. The channel launched with a video celebrating the Hikaru no Go anime's 20th anniversary in the first episode of The Wonderful Adventures of Nils. Um, in addition, the studio will stream four Magical Angel Creamy Mommy OVAs, um, and they will be available for one week each throughout June, starting with I Know Once More on June 3rd. Creamy Mommy, I Know Once More. The studio will also stream a selection of 13 episodes from Osamatsu-kun and three episodes from Ghost Stories for a limited time, with further streaming titles to be announced at a later date, and they'll update every Monday and Wednesday, which is super cool, super dope. Always love when they when people are just out here YouTube making YouTube channels for free streaming. Tatami Time Machine Blues... Anime teaser reveals composer Asian Kung Fu Generation song. Got another trailer for Tatami Time Machine Blues, which is the sequel to the Tatami Galaxy uh, happening over on Disney+. Plus. Um, yeah, dude. Very cool. HarperCollins, Harper via imprint, will publish the Tatami Galaxy novel in English in fall of 2022. The release will be followed by the sequel novel Tatami Time Machine Blues in summer 2023. And, yeah, dude, Balistrieri previously translated Morimi's The Night is Young Wakaran Girl novel, which inspired a 2017 anime film 
also directed by Masaki Yuasa, off a screenplay by Ueda. So very cool. <clears throat> Shingo Natsume, who did One Punch Man, Space Dandy, and Sunny Boy, is directing the anime at Science Saru, and Makoto Ueda returns as a scriptwriter from the Tatami Galaxy for Time Machine Blues. So yeah, very sweet. I'm excited for that one. Shadows House second season promo video reveals July 8th debut. So this is some summer hype for you if you were into Shadows House for the first season. We are now getting a second season that is coming out in summer. So some summer hype for you. Former Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts producer Shinji Hashimoto retires. Square Enix announced on Wednesday that Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts series producer Shinji Hashimoto retired from the company on Tuesday. Hashimoto noted in the video below that he has reached the retirement age in Japan. So you go to Square Enix's Twitter, you can find the uh, the video there. Um, he was previously the brand manager for Square Enix's flagship Final Fantasy franchise before Yoshinori Kitase took over the position last year. He also produced the Kingdom Hearts franchise, pitching it to a Disney executive during a chance meeting in an elevator. He is also credited as producer for a number of films based on the Square Enix properties, including Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, Last Order Final Fantasy VII, and Kingsglaive Final Fantasy XV. So yeah, dude, like, that is really cool. I actually did not know that. He produced Kingdom Hearts franchise, pitching it to a Disney executive during a chance meeting in an elevator. That is nuts. That is, that is fucking cool. That is sweet. Very cool. So I wonder if it would have even became, like, came out as, as early as it did had that elevator pitch not happened, like, or even at all. It's fucking nuts. Um, here's some more summer hype for you. My stepmom's daughter is my ex. <laughs> my stepmom's daughter is my ex. That is crazy. Imagine getting a new stepmom and then their daughter is like, you dated their daughter a while ago. That's that would suck. Um, ah, ah, high school. Is there any better place to start fresh after a horrible middle school relationship? That's the opening tagline of this description. Um, no, not at all. Not unless your ex stands up at the same school as you, and is now your step sibling. What was supposed to be a sanctuary of peace, where I could avoid ever seeing her again, has become a living nightmare. So this description is like from the character's point of view. Um, okay, so, yeah, basically, the parents get married, and ex-girlfriend becomes, they become a step I mean, that's not really terrible, I mean, that's not really, that's not like it's gross or anything, I mean, they're, you know, you never know if your fucking parents are gonna get together, you know, like, it's, you know, it doesn't make it, I don't think that's weird, but, like, it's, it's definitely an uncomfortable situation, like, imagine, like, them moving in, and there's your fucking ex, who you had a bad relationship with, and ugh, that would suck. That would suck ass. Could be funny. Hanabi-chan wa Okuragachi anime re- re- unveils July 10th premiere. This looks super cute. Have not seen, like, a anime do this in a while with a super cute chibi thing, unless it was, like, for, you know, like, a, a crossover thing, like, um, Isekai Quartet or something. Um... Let's see. Oh, these are like characters from a, from Pachinko games or something. Okay. Universal Entertainment maker of Pachi Slow, Pachinko Parlor Slot Machine, conceived the Pachi Slow anthropomorphization comedy concept. The manga imagines if Universal Entertainment's Hanabi 
versus and Thunder V Pachi slow machines were girls working in a pachinko hall. Oh, okay, that's eh, that's really cute. I don't know anything about pachinko machines or like the current line or of popular pachinko machines, but that could be really cool. I know that there's a like a ramen place by my house that um they had an Ava pachinko machine in there. Um but yeah, I don't know. I should go try their food one time. I've never eaten there before. Um it's because everyone keeps telling me it sucks, but I don't know. Maybe I should just go judge it for myself. We got a new trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet and also got trailers of some of the characters and the new professors. So in Scarlet, you get um, one professor. You get Professor Sada, I believe. And um, in Violet, you get Professor Turo. Um, yeah. I think it's Sada or Seda. I don't know how you say it. But basically, you get one professor who is like, she's got like, she's kind of got like a tribal outfit happening with a professor coat over it, which is kind of, she kind of reminds me of Ayla from Chrono Trigger. Kind of like that, except not, like, obviously not, she's not a fucking cave woman, you know, a cave person, you know, from prehistoric times. But like, um, and then you got the more kind of, I don't want to say more like he's, he's wearing kind of like, he looks like he's wearing like an outfit where he's wearing his professor coat. And then underneath it, he's wearing like, it looks like, uh, he's like a cyber because into the internet with this suit, like an Ava pilot plug suit kind of thing. Um, he looks more like she, she looks more like. She does, like, physical research. Like, she's got a Pokemon in front of her, and she examines the Pokemon. She looks more of, like, a hands-on, I want to go out into nature and do my research there. Whereas he, like, does... He looks like he does a lot of his research in the lab with a lot of technology and shit like that. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what's cool about him. I don't know if I like the really the whole idea of having two professors kind of thing. You know, it's just, like, another reason to, like, get people to buy both or one or the other, you know. Um, which is fine, you know. But Pokemon games have always done that, I guess. But, basically, we got... Excuse me. We got Hot Office Lady and Hot Delph. You know what I mean? It's, like, up to you how you want to go that route. I'm absolutely going to be getting Scarlet and going after Hot Professor Tribal Lady. And I'm going to pick Sprigatito because Grass Kitty. And uh, a lot of people are going to go with Doofus Lizard, and I'm okay with that. Doofus Crocodile. And fucking, you know, Pompadour Gang Duck is also sick. Um, We're getting new Tamagotchis in the form of Spy Family Tamagotchis. So, yeah, if you want to get that, you can get a little Anya one or a little green one that just looks like, you know, you can raise a little Anya, which is kind of cute. So yeah, there you go. More more Tamagotchi anime things. Um, we got a new laid back camp to you or camp trailer for the film. The characters are more grown up, and uh, there's different movie ticket cards that have like the different posters on them with each character on them, which is super cool. Uh, Crunchyroll will screen Fruits Basket prelude film in North America and UK this summer, so. Um, English dub in North America on June 25th, 28th, 29th, and dub only in the UK on July 20th. 
So there you go. I am very excited to watch this. Uh, I love Fruits Basket now. Uh, I I mean, I loved it when I was younger, but I never finished the manga or continued to experience the story. And I didn't recently... I only recently experienced it all the way through when the last season came out. And I just love... I love it, man. It's one of the coolest fucking romances ever. Very awesome. Um, manga artist Gengoro Tagame to speak at Spanish Embassy for LGBTQ plus event. Manga artist Gengoro Tagame will participate in a talk show event at the Embassy of Spain in Tokyo on June 6th. His involvement is part of the Somos Diversity and LGBTQ plus cultural narratives exhibit, which will run until June 8th. Tagame will speak about his experiences related to my brother's husband and our colors, Bokura no Shiksai uh, manga. Uh, entry is free but requires booking via email beforehand. So, of course, I don't know. Obviously, none of our listeners are probably in Japan right now to go to this. But very cool that we're getting more um, mangaka and, you know, animators and stuff who will do more LGBTQ stuff and expose Japan to more of that kind of thing and things like that. Um, Tagame is best known for his gay erotic manga. German publisher Bruno Gumunder Verlag has published Tagame's Gunji, Fisherman's Lodge, Endless Game, and The Contracts of the Fall manga in English, and Fantagraphics Books, Massive Gay Erotic Manga, and The Men Who Make It anthology featured work by Gengaro Tagame. So that's really cool. Sonic Frontiers game at the State of Play that we got to see. Um, or no, not State Do we see this at State of Play? I don't know. It just came out during the time it was coming out. But yeah, Sonic Frontiers, man. Very cool that we're getting to see some gameplay of this. Very huge open world Sonic game where you run around dashing and bashing and buzzing into, into different enemies in what looks like, I mean, these enemies look like they're robotic, you know, things made by Dr. Robotnik, but who knows, you know, if, if that's what they are. But this is very exciting. I'm very excited for that. This looks like it's going to be the new premier Sonic game since, like, you know, Sonic Heroes, and before that, Sonic Adventure, you know, and crazy. And uh, Sonic, before, <clears throat> sorry, I said before, um, before Heroes, I should say, like, um, Sonic Mania, you know, Sonic Mania was great, you know, because it gave us that new nostalgic Sonic game, which is dope. So this, I actually should have talked about on the last newscast, but I missed it. This is really cool, okay? This is really sweet. And I and I, I might get some of this wrong when I try to explain it. So if I do, I, I read, I remember I tried to, I tried to read it over before I started recording, but if I do get some of it wrong, forgive me, okay? But Toei began streaming teaser trailers for these two new anime films of uh, Yomiji Otono's Boku ga Aishite no Kimie and Kimio Aishite Hitoru no Bokue. So basically, those translates to To Every You I've Loved Before and To the Solitary Me That Loved You. And these are two novels, okay? And they're by Yomiji Otono. Um... I don't know who Yomiji Otsuno is. I guess they're a novelist. Um, we can look them up really quick. But these are anime films based on those novels. 
So each movie will have different directors and animation studios. Jun Matsumoto, Brothers Conflict and Night Raid, 1931, will be doing uh, Boku Gai no at Bakken Record. Kinichi Kasai, who's done Honey and Clover, Norame, and Amanchu, is directing Kimio Aishide Hitora no Bokue at TMS. And Riko Sakaguchi is penning the scripts for both. And Shimano is doing the credit character designs for both. Um, so basically... Okay, so... So... To Every You I've Loved Before is about Koyami Takashi or Takasaki, who a boy who lives in his with his mother after his parents divorce. He attempts to make friends in his new college prep school, but his social awkwardness combined with an atmosphere of focusing on studies means he is unsuccessful. One day his classmate Kazune Takigawa approaches him and tells him that she is actually from World Line eighty five, where she and Koyomi are lovers. And then to the solitary me that loved you is about Koyom, Koyomi Hideka, um, <clears throat> a boy who lives with his father after his parents divorced and not his mother. He meets a girl named Shiori Sato at his father's research lab, and they begin a relationship that is slowly booming into love, but everything changes when their parents decide to marry each other, and they decide to move to a parallel world where they are not step-siblings. So, like... What I had read in the article previously to this one is, like, they coincide with each other, but the ending is different depending on which one you watch first. So, like, and you can only experience that one time. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean that, like, by, like, physically. I mean that as in, like, you know, when you watch something for the first time, you only watch something for the first time one time. You know what I mean? Like, the feeling that you get from experiencing something the first time is not going to be the same. You know what I mean? So, like, but, it, like, it's something, like, the, it depends on, like, the, like you can watch them in any order. There's not, like, a specific order you watch them in. The choice is up to you. But, like, the ending will differ, like, in the depending on how you watch it is what I read. So I think that's a really cool idea. I'm very excited to... to to do that maybe like if we ever review it that's something supposed to be coming out this fall if we decide to review it here maybe it will like do it so like like nick watches nick watches them in a certain order and then danny watches it in another and i watch them and then we just leave it like that and then we don't we don't tell them and i watch them both in both orders or something and then i kind of like we'll see what they say i don't know that could be exciting that could be cool we'll see we'll see uh, Bibliophile Princess anime reveals cast October premiere. Some fall hype for you. Um, book loving Lady Eliana spots Prince Christopher, her betrothed in name only, consorting with another noble lady. She realizes the recent rumors must be true. The prince has someone he truly loves, which means the annulment of their mar- engagement is both inevitable and fast approaching. What she doesn't realize is that this is merely a surface ripple, one of many where the truth runs deep in a cons- conspiracy surpassing her imagination. Oh, so this is like some fucking some fucking uh fancy royalty bashojo uh Romeo and Juliet type shit. But she like spends all the time in like the royal library or something reading books. 
This looks really pretty. I, I'm excited for this. This looks really cute. This could be really cool. Oh, yeah, I might give that a give that a watch. That is in October, fall premiere. Well, I'll save that for the end. Actually, that's big. That's big news. That's big news over there. Um, we got a new manga in Shonen Jump. This year's 26th issue of Shusha Weekly Shonen Jump magazine revealed on Monday that it will launch two new manga in magazine. Um, Fusai Naba will launch the first new manga, Aliens Area. Um, comic action fantasy manga will center on a young boy who experiences something strange happening to his body one day while at his part-time job. Um, and uh, Masaoki Shindo will launch the new, a second new manga titled Ruri Dragon um, in the magazine's 20th issue. The manga is a serialized version of a one-shot that Shusha published in Shonen Jump Giga. The manga tells the everyday life of a dragon girl in Japan. The manga will be featured on the cover of the 20th issue. Um, you guys know how I feel about Dragon Girls. I love Dragon Girls so much. Dragon Girls are the best. They are wonderful. They are delicious. Yes. Okay. Let's see. Um... Oh, you can book your ticket to see Review Starlight to the movie in theaters June 5th and June 6th. Oh, it's actually today and this weekend. That's an old article. My apologies. I should have. Sentai Filmworks is uh, bringing on the... Oh, it looks like it's just mostly California dates. Oh, actually, no. It's all over the country. Whoops. Let's see. June 5th. June 5th. These are all just June 5th dates. Oh, no. June 6th. You know what? Go to Sunday. If you're, <laughs> you're listening to this newscast right now, right? It's the 6th today. It's at 7 p.m. Literally, they're all 7 p.m. date, like time slots. Some are 6.40, some are 6.45. These are all 7.30 or 7 p.m. Go right now. Go. Otherwise, disregard this part of the newscast completely. I should have read that before I said it. My bad. Oh, my God. Now I'm, I'm a goof. I'm a goof. I'm going to leave that in there so you know I'm fucking human and I, I goof up too. Um, anyway. High Dive to stream Made in Abyss Season 2, Danmachi 4, and more in the summer 22. Man, every time they do be doing new shit, it convinces me I got to get High Dive, man. I'm just going to get High Dive. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get High Dive. Screw it. And the two biggest pieces of tonight's Street Fighter 6 trailer with gameplay footage. Um, and... Um, this was really cool. So this kind of showed the the game lobby system a little bit. It showed it showed um, <clears throat> new characters along with two veterans, Ryu and Chun Li, and then uh, it showed Luke and Jamie, a breakdancing kickboxer, kind of kung like does like some kung fu. There is new fighting mechanics called the drive system which features a resource gauge that players can use to perform five different techniques, a super armor move, a parry, an EX move, a forward-moving rush attack, and a low-damage reversal. The game will also include a classic control scheme as well as a modern control scheme that makes specials easier to input. Um, aside from previous fighting game modes, such as local and online versus arcade and training, the game will also have a single-player world tour mode and battle hub that will provide players with new and unique ways to engage, communicate, and interact. Probably taking a, a page out of the the uh, the arc system 
lobbies that we've been seeing with the new, um, you know, games that they've been putting out. So very cool. Now here's the thing. As soon as this trailer came out, a leak happened and a leaked roster came out of all of the characters. And this was, this was, this was, so, okay, so here's the thing. So the leak came out and people were like, oh, fuck, right? Um, and uh, a lot of people were like, well, this could just be, because what came out was like this kind of character, it was a scan of like a character sheet and it had all the characters on it. And it's like, well, this could just be like, you know, this could just purely just be like, you know, like potential characters, you know, like it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that it, this is all of them and things like that, right? So then the Street Fighter Twitter came out and was like, no, that's that's it. <laughs> so they they were just like, fuck it. It's already out there. Everyone's already saw it. It's this is this is the character sheet. So that means there is let's see, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 18, 19, 20, 22, 22 characters. And I'm not sure, nobody is really sure if this character sheet is like the initial characters you start with, or if you just start with, you know, a certain number of them. And like the last, some of them on this list are DLC, but of course, Street Fighter six thing, six's thing, their main focus has been Luke kind of, um, I think we're starting to enter a new territory, a new era of Street Fighter here in which we are starting starting to finally move forward um, because, you know, 4 and 5 were, like, prequels. They took place before Street Fighter 3, which I thought was really fucking stupid. And in this instance, this game actually looks like it takes place after 3. So I really hope that is the case. We have a version of Ryu that looks like he looks older, you know what I mean? So, you know, who knows? Um, and... Chun-Li looks a little older as well. Um, but yeah, so we have Luke. The focus is mainly on Luke. It looks like he will be kind of like the new character that we will focus around, hailing from Metro City, um, which is important to note, by the way, because Metro City is part of the Street Fighter universe. Um, but yeah, so anyway, the the characters that were shown on the, the trailer that we got, that everyone got, were Ryu and Chun-Li, and Luke, obviously, because we saw Luke and Ryu in the original teaser. And then Luke and Jamie. And Jamie is kind of this, uh, he is kind of this, um, where is he from? I think he's from Mexico or no, he's, or not Mexico. Sorry. I do not know what that flag is that, uh, I do not know what that, that nationality flag is. So you'll have to forgive me. Um, but like it, it, he had he has like a kung fu outfit on like a traditional chinese um outfit on and he looks like he does like drunken master kung fu kind of where he also break dances which is kind of sick honestly um and then so here's what was revealed when the character she came out ryu the the original 8 okay so ryu ken zangief dalsim honda blanca guile and chun li then we have Cami and DJ from Super Street Fighter 2. Then we have Juri from Street Fighter 4. Then we have Akuma 
from Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. And then we have Rashid, Ed, and Luke from Street Fighter 5. And then the rest of these characters, these next seven characters I'm going to mention, are all new. So seven new characters. Marissa, who's like a Italian kickboxer, um, grappler. Jamie, the kung fu guy I mentioned before. Um, Mimi, it looks like she does like sabate or something or, mi- or mixed martial arts. Lily, um, she looks badass. I think she's from Mexico and she's got like these two. It looks like they look like high ally clubs if you've ever heard of the sport high ally. Then you have JP, who looks like he looks like a uh, Rugal Bernstein if he was super old. And then you have a girl named Kimberly from America who looks like. She looks like, um, she kind of reminds me of like a hip hop version of Cherry Hunter from Streets of Rage. Or Cherry Hunter is like a punk rock, you know, person. She's kind of like a hip hop person. She's got like a, a CD player on her hip or MP3 player on her hip. And then Aki, who looks like it's a, it's an acronym, A-K-I with periods in, the, in between, who kind of looks like she's supposed to be like Fong, whose name was also an acronym. Um, but she's got like a black, she looks like fucking... Morticia Adams with like a Freddy Krueger glove thing. So I don't know. That looks exciting. I'm very excited for that. I I like some of the gameplay I've seen so far. I hope that it's a, a the new Street Fighter that we all deserve. And I'm excited to see what this character Luke has to has to kind of entail. You know, we've had Ryu as the kind of the main protagonist kind of fighting his own battle and trying to become this this warrior who's stronger than than anyone else, but wants to become strong because he's not strong. You know what I mean? And we have Luke, who's like, I'm already strong, but I know I can get better, so I'm just going to fucking fight until I'm the best, even though I'm already the best. You know what I mean? Like, kind of, he's a snarky kid. Looks crazy. Okay, so here's the last piece. This is probably the biggest piece. Cloverworks, Wit Studio, Anaplex, Shoisha, Shoisha, jointly established new... Joan Anime Company. Sony Media subsidiary Aniplex. It's Cloverworks Animation Studio, Production IG sister company Wit, and publisher Shueisha announced on Monday that they have jointly established a new company named Joan. The company's objective is primarily the planning and production of television anime series, anime films, and shorts. The company aims to route that the production to the po- the best production lines and creators for both Cloverworks and Wit Studio instead of only routing the process through a single company. The new company will also aim to provide a better business model for both studios, enabling profits to be more effectively distributed among staff, creators, and those involved in the animation studio. The company also plans to collaborate with various other studios aside from Cloverworks and Wit Studio. Cloverworks producer Yuichi Fukushima and Winsio producer Tetsuya Nakatsake are the representative directors of Joan. The company has an initial capital investment of 100 million yen, which is about $786,000. Cloverworks and Winsio are collaborating on the currently airing Spy Family anime series, which premiered on April 9th. Um, so that is pretty exciting. Um, somebody who shared this article had said on another Discord... Um, it's hard to say if this is actually a good thing for the creators. I'm counting on the animators and all creative staff. 
The announcement sounds more like corporate PR spin to make it sound like they're doing something nice for all the people whose backs they're breaking. Um, that's very true. You know, it could be, you know, it could be just lip service, maybe. Um, hopefully it's not that. Um, but it's very clear that, um, that spy family had like a, had kind of a messy history in getting, getting into production. Um, a recent interview in Nikkei Entertainment confirmed that Spy Family's anime project started with a pitch by distributing Behemoth Toho to Studio Wit. Although public confirmations are always valuable, this much was already guessed before the show even started. The production may be credited to two different studios that have comparably big roles, but the conceptual stages lean towards creators with known ties to Wit, if not directly employed by them. Um, the most relevant example is, of course, director and series composer Kazuhiri Furuhashi, appointed by WIT producer and studio board member Tetsuya Nakatake, who held Furuhashi in high regard as they worked together many times, most notably in their producer-director tag teams for Le Chevalier de Aeon and Real Drive during the mid to late 2000s. The biggest distributor in town suggesting the project to regular hitmaker studio is about as unsurprising as their decision to entrust it to their close comrades. What appears to be less common, if you are well-versed in anime production dynamics, is the decision taken after that to tackle the project alongside Cloverworks. Again, the main reason is something that was already guessed beforehand due to the friendship between specific producers, but Nakitake went into more detail by explaining that the genesis of the project was the anime studio meeting events. For a brief period of time, uh, uh, annual studio meeting gathered producers from different studios to share their insights and goals with each other. Nakitake was a regular guest alongside an old pal in, in Yuichi Fukushima, Anaplex's star animation producer, who is now acting as the de facto leader of Cloverworks. The two of them began considering the possibility of putting together in a major way around 2018-2019, with the encouragement of Witt's president as well. A few years later, the right circumstances finally manifested, hence why the idea of a co-production was pitched to Fukushima, in unsurprising but nonetheless interesting backstory. Um... Both studio producers have explained that their goal with this deal was achieving production stability in the long run, all but confirming that Spy Family will have multiple seasons by saying that they've envisioned it as a long-time commitment. Nakatake even added that a major reason why he chose Furuhashi as a director was that he trusts his ability to continue delivering high-quality storyboards in time, so rather than a flashy burst of animation energy that quickly dissipates. They're aiming for a consistently solid package with deliberately placed highlights. Um, as valid as this is kind of an opinion part from Sakuga blog, as valid as that approach is, those official statements have a clear marketing intent. So you have to read between the lines and pay attention to the state of both studios to realize what's actually going on. The truth is, is that neither studio and especially none of their selected teams for this project would be in the right situation to handle this series alone. Wit's crew gathered around Nakatake and animation producers Kazuhi Hayashi and Kazuki Yamanaka happened to be comprised of folks coming right off of Tetsuo Araki's bubble. This is patently obvious from its main animators like Keisuke Okura and involves roles as critical as Furuhashi's assistant series directors Takashi, Takashi Katagiri and Norihito Takahashi. While Bubble had been finished ahead of its release a few weeks ago, we're still talking about a team that had little to no break at all between major projects. Oh, so this is not really opinion. This is actually fact. My bad. If, they'd had, if they had to tackle Spy Family alone... Following Toho's original pitch, the project, the quality of the animation, the livelihood of their staff, or both, 
would have crumbled with time. While a co-production isn't a magical solution to cutthroat scheduling, having the workload is certainly a way to make it more bearable. So it's kind of saying like, oh, that the reason they're doing it and making it a co-production is to kind of distribute the work a little better since like a few of the people were coming right off a bubble with no break in between to kind of make it easier on them. Which, that's kind of like part of the reason why collabs are a thing, right? So is to to kind of ease the work, have more hands-on, you know, and things like that. Um, you know, but who knows? We'll see if the Studio Joan is a good thing or not. I hope it is. It looks like it's going to be a good thing, but obviously we won't know until things start going and we start seeing things and hearing things from animators and the production staff and things like that. So normally this is the kind of thing where I like to wait to say my full opinion on something until I see it happen. Like obviously you can sit here and tell me that, oh yeah, everything is going to be Gucci. We're going to treat our staff really awesome. But it's like, you know, it's like, you know, you can talk, right? But like bullshit walks, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's just like, it's just a matter of time before we can tell. Um, but that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I love you guys very much. Um, again, happy Pride Month to all my fellow uh, queers and, um, you know, gender nonconforming trans folk, ace folk, and um, intersex folk, and all y'all, y'all demis and grays and gays and lesbians, sapphic people, and whatever in, in between, um, wherever you are in the gender spectrum you know me i am very much in the middle of the femme part of the spectrum um you know definitely not all the way over but like in the you know in the middle there somewhere maybe i kind of feel like um sometimes like to blur it a little bit who knows i don't even fucking know then there are some people who are not even on the spectrum they're just like way in the fucking corner and they're just like I don't even know, but I feel right right here. And that's what's important. What's important is that you feel right in the inside once you figure it out. You know what I mean? So, happy Pride Month to y'all. I love y'all very much. Let me know uh, if I missed anything and you want me to report on it. Uh, that being said, I love you guys very much. I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast. <laughs>